Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this small, brief intelligence session. Tonight we have an article that stands out. That shows us that we are approaching the fulfillment of biblical prognostications, prophecies made by the Naveen, the prophets from the Bible. The book of Revelation specifically talks about people receiving some type of mark, karagma, an incision, a mark, or a sign of authentication in the skin in the forehead or in the right hand. So the concept of being implanted, being marked, is from Revelation chapter 13 in the Berith HaKadashah, the New Testament. But we continually find in the secular world the emergence of technologies that are no doubt titan, fallen angel, fallen watcher technologies. What we are seeing via technological advancements is nothing more than an externalization in the physical realm of occult sciences, a mimicry on the physical plane of intelligence from the spiritual and astral plane. The civilization of Atlantis possessed unearthly technology, but the entire civilization was ruled by a class, a priestcraft of sorcery. Meaning the method of operation of the entire society was sorcery. Atlantis was destroyed. Egypt was also high practitioners of sorcery, magic, and divination. They too also fell. So did the Sumerians, the Babylonians, and so on and so forth. Well, we have now reached a point where we are creating technologies that create a perfect environment that matches everything that we find codified in the book of Revelation, specifically chapter 13. Revelation chapter 13 specifically talks about the emergence of a system, a global governance and a global government. 
and it talks about how the 600, the 60, and the 6 must be calculated. There is a deeper esoteric meaning. There are hidden arcane details that have to be sought for, analyzed, extracted, and brought forth. Like the scripture has said, this calls for wisdom. But we know that the scripture clearly says that without this mark, you will not be able to buy or sell. So this is a direct reference to commerce, trade, business, finances, products, commodities, the economy, etc. The Bible makes it clear that a draconian, luciferian, satanic system will gain power over business, commerce, trade, and it will affect the prices of food, wheat, barley, oil, etc. It talks about the entire earth marveling after the beast, doing obeisance to the beast, respecting the beast, following after the beast system. COVID-19 has clearly shown us that it is very easy to psychologically manipulate through behavioral sorcery. Behavioral sorcery, a manipulation of the psyche, weaponized psychology was used and deployed on the citizens of the earth. Psychological warfare on a global scale was waged. This is a multifaceted war. Of course, it originates firstly in the spirit realm. And that which is taking place in the spirit is manifested in the physical realm. But because a majority of the earth is spiritually blind, they do not understand that the paradigm shifts and social engineering initiatives that are being released on the earth come from a spiritual, wicked, dark place. Celestial realms. From the rulers of darkness. Now some people think it's a joke, they think it's nonsensical, they think it's fantastic thinking. A figment of the imagination. But one must ask themselves, if the Bible was a joke, and if Yeshua, whom the world calls Jesus erroneously, 
was a joke, a figment of somebody's imagination. Why are you still talking about a character that never existed to this day? Why are people trying to disprove and critiquing and speaking against or speaking for, representing or rejecting someone and something that never existed? Does that not create a problem of consciousness? It definitely does. Why in the world would a person, a character, a made-up non-existent figment of someone's imagination have so much priority, importance, and have the power to cause such controversy on earth when it's fake? Someone needs to think about that. Yeshua HaMashiach has survived all of the controversy on earth. Yeshua made specific prophecies and they're all coming to pass. Not one word is failing. Yeshua even made statements and prophecies concerning the psyche of man, the mind of man, the mental faculties of man, the emotional field of man. Not only that, he spoke about the sun, the moon, and the stars. So he specifically spoke about cosmic changes that would deleteriously affect the earth. He also said that if he didn't shorten the days for the sake of the elect, no flesh would survive. What does he mean by that? Could he mean that we would genetically modify ourselves out of existence? Could he mean that we would marry ourselves to transhumanism and merge with machines and converge with machines and engage in Neuralink, brain-computer interface technologies? I mean, after all, we are bio-synthetically engineering everything that we consume and eat. We are terraforming the earth and making it an atmosphere and environment for some type of entity that doesn't reflect humanity. Who wants to eat genetically modified tomatoes? Who wants to eat genetically modified mangoes? Who wants to eat fake meat? Who wants to eat fake steaks that are different pieces of roadkill glued together with specialized glue and sold falsely as a high quality Angus beef steak? It is deception. The world is being ran and powered by deception and ignorance. I've made it clear several times. The greatest and the fastest and the largest religion on earth is ignorance. It gains a new convert every single second.
Not just every day, every second. Ignorance is the fastest growing religion on earth. Christianity does not reflect Christ. Judaism does not reflect Yahweh. Islam certainly doesn't reflect Yahweh. And all the other religions have already made it clear that they have several thousands, hundreds, and in the Hindu faith, even millions of gods and goddesses. Who wants to serve millions of gods? Who can serve millions of gods? And there are no millions of gods. One would have to figure out if there was more than one God, then why hasn't any of the other gods showed up to prove that they exist and that your God is fake? Now somebody could say, well, how come God hasn't shown up at all? The one that is the God of the Bible. Well, he's made himself clear why he's not showing up until a specific appointed time. Number two, the God of the Bible has laid out that I have revealed to you the future before it has arrived. I have revealed the end at the beginning. And that is precisely the case. The end can be found at the beginning. The Bible has prophesied specifically the fall and collapse of specific peoples and nations and tribes. And they did fall. Egypt clearly being one of them. Babylon being another. We've got the book of Job in the Bible, Eov, specifically talking about star constellations. Not only just talking about them, but explaining how they have a frequency that emanates off of their celestial body that influences certain properties and things on the earth. He talks about Arcturus, and Great Bear, Pleiades, Orion. It's called the Mazaroth in Hebrew. Ha Mazaroth. It is a reference to the zodiac, the cosmic bodies, the celestial bodies. Not only that, Job specifically talks about currents and streams at the bottom of the ocean floor. Specifically, that it took our brain-dead slow scientists 2,000 years to catch up to. Yet, one of the leaders and speakers and teachers and prophets of the Bible laid it out plainly, without a telescope, without computers and machines, But, you know, we have some 
morons who think the Bible is a made-up figment of somebody's imagination, yet the Bible contains scientific principles and breakthroughs that it just dawned on the Johnny-come-lately scientists that we have here today that, hmm, the Bible is correct and you are wrong. Now look at the world. Yeshua specifically said, the hearts of men, which is a reference to mankind as a whole, their hearts will begin to fail them because of the things that they see coming upon the earth. This is specifically what he said. He also said in another place to the Hebrews, not Jews. Jews don't reflect all 12 tribes of Israel. The term Jew is an Anglo-Saxon derivation of a Hebrew word that doesn't a Hebrew language that doesn't even have the J sound. Even Old English before King James didn't have the J sound in it. So we can just get rid of the term Jew. Like it exists in the Bible. It don't. So we can stop talking about, well, you know, Jesus was Jewish. No, he wasn't. He was a Hebrew from the tribe of Yehuda. That's what he was. Yehuda and Yehuda is the ancestor Yehuda also was the country and a person who was a citizen of the country but not Hebrew or Israeli was called a Yehudi and even if you were a blood relative of Yehuda the patriarch you were still called singular a Yehudi and plural Yehudim Yehudaya. Just to clear up some misconceptions here today. There is no Jew in the Bible. There is no Jewish in the Bible. There is no Judaism in the Bible. There's Yahwism, there's Hebraism, but there is no Judaism in the Bible. There is no Islam in the Bible. And the Bible does precede Islam and Christianity. So it's necessary that someone lets the world know, set the record straight, stop tiptoeing around basic science, basic data, basic facts. Now back to Yeshua. Before I get into this article, Yeshua specifically spoke about the psychological state of mankind, which state it would be in. He also made a reference to the entire generation when he was speaking to his Hebrew people, even his Hebrew enemies, those who were plotting to murder him, have him killed. He called them 
the seed Zera Nakash, seeds of the serpent, Zeraim Nakash, seeds of the serpent. That's what he called his own people. And when I say his own, I mean ethnically his own people. Judas Iscariot. And as I said, there are no J's in Hebrew. So his name is Yehuda Ishkirioth. Yehuda, man of Kirioth, the one who betrayed Yeshua. Was he not also a Hebrew? Ha'ivri? Of course he was. Yeshua said, have I not chosen 12 of you, Talmudim, 12 disciples, yet one of you is a Satan, a devil. He specifically said, have I not chosen 12 yet? One of you amongst the 12 are a devil. He was making reference to Yehuda Ishkirioth, whom in English they call Judas Iscariot. Interestingly, Yeshua also said that the generation who seeketh after a sign, meaning a generation of skeptics, he likened them unto a generation that will be plagued and possessed by demons. But you see, the secular world can accept the reality of demons. So what they've done is created the DSM, the Diagnostic Statistic Manual. And they've codified hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of mental disorders. Mental illnesses that clearly reflect demonic activity. They want to say, oh, it's just, an, you know, a chemical imbalance of the brain. Look, a chemical imbalance of the brain does not cause people to speak with full vulgarity, obscenities, profanity, and to imagine wicked, evil, rotten, disgusting things. Plans to murder others and to murder themselves when they get done. I'm talking about strategic, elaborate well-planned, well-thought-out, laid-out, and strategized plans. And you got some psychiatrist and psychologist trying to tell you, oh, you know, it's just a chemical imbalance of the brain. Well, we've got people who don't consider themselves to have a chemical imbalance of the brain, and they can't even set up plans in such an elaborate fashion. with their lack of chemical imbalance. But you're turning around telling us that someone who is out of their mind is psychotic and has a chemical imbalance is able to make all these plans and strategize all these plans meticulously. So much so that you gotta get the FBI involved. You gotta get the CIA involved to try to track these people down. And then when they finally catch them, 
they figure out that they had such an elaborate plan. They had explosives, they had plastic explosives, they had military equipment, they had ammunition in quantities that are unearthly. Where did they get all these things? Who helped them? There's just so many things that take place in the real world every day that people simply don't take the time to think about. Right now, the United States, and only the United States for some odd reason, is experiencing a number of school shootings, school massacres. The only country in the world who annually has school massacres, school shootings. Hmm. We'll get into that some other time. My point is, is that the God of the Bible will never be mocked and mankind already has made a fool of themselves. Mental illness is at an all-time high. Global depression is at an all-time high. More than half of America's children are on drugs. Prescribed drugs. Class 2 narcotics such as Ritalin. Gateway drugs. American children have all of these cognitive issues and cognitive problems and cognitive struggles and learning disabilities and autism and Down syndrome and all types of plagues. And no one scratches their head and asks themselves, where is all of this coming from? Instead, we got people sitting back to, well, you know, God made us imperfectly. No, he didn't make you imperfect. Sin is what allowed imperfection to enter into creation. But most people don't even know what the word sin implies. They don't even know what it means. They think they know what it means, but they don't. They assume they know what it means, but they clearly don't. They hear the word sin and they think, oh, you know, that's that weird, kooky Christian stuff. No, hamartano in kata'im or kata in Hebrew, it means inaccuracy. It means to shoot an arrow at a target and miss. Inaccuracy, error, is one of the foundational meanings of sin. It means to execute that which was not intended for you to execute. If God meant for you to execute A, you executed B. And this is computed unto you as sin. If God made a man to be with a woman and a man went after a man, then he is in error. He has stepped outside of the blueprint and has done something that is not within 
the code of life. What code are we talking about? Deoxyribonucleic acid, DNA. Then some people say, well, if that's the case, then how come there's people who are now saying that they are born this way? Well, have you taken into consideration that there are demons in your state? And when I say state, I mean the governmental realms of your country that have discussed behind closed doors in a dark room filled with wickedness about how they might transform the men and women of the United States via chemical means, pharmaceutical means, genetic modification, alterations and augmentation of the food. How about how they specifically discussed John Holdren and Mr. Ehrlich and the science czar of Barack Obama, how they discussed putting hormone disruptors in the water in order to sterilize and to reduce and shrink the population. Of course, when you offset and disequilibrate the hormones, if a boy or a man winds up with too much, too much estrogen, he begins to exude feminine characteristics and features. And not in a positive manner either. In many cases, it can even turn into mental illness because of the chemical imbalance, which is not a true representation of the genetic code. It is the representation of a mutation. That's why we have the term mutation. It's not the original. It's not what was intended. It is an abnormality. Genetically, genomically. Anyway. Sin is missing the mark. To do that which goes against yourself, goes against your health, goes against your wealth, goes against your creator, goes against your children, goes against your environment, goes against your habitat, goes against your well-being and your success. These things are considered sin. Something that is non-salubrious. It is unhelpful. It is deleterious. And everyone in existence exercises some form of judgment. But they got a problem when God exercises his. They, oh, I don't like my hamburger with uh, onions and pickles on it. Oh, so that's a judgment. That's a discrimination. You're discriminating against what you don't like. It's a judgment. You've made a decision that you don't like. 
these things. You don't want these things. That is a judgment. You've executed judgment on a matter. Someone else may like onions and pickles on their hamburger and mustard or whatever and ketchup. They've made a judgment that that's what they like. You've made a judgment that you don't like it. It's called discrimination, which is in the category of judgment. Passing, making, executing, actuating judgment. So God has done the same thing. He's laid down a code of morals and ethics that he wants his children to follow. And there's nothing wrong with it because you allow your godless satanic government to lay more than 750,000 regulations on your life. And most of the world is ignorant of 99.5% of all of the government mandated established regulations. They don't even find out they exist until they violate and break a law. Then they learn on that day, you violated this particular code, subsection 72. And now you must be penalized for it and pay a fine. So it's time to wake up outside of the matrix. It's time to wake up and see the matrix for what it is. And the matrix is strongly powered by your ignorance. Ignorance powers the matrix. Ignorance strengthens the matrix. So those are just some random thoughts for the philosophers out there to think about. Said a lot tonight randomly, just rambling. But let us get into this article because we're running long and it's time to cut it short. So let us get into this article briefly. New implantable microchip could soon link your thoughts with a computer. Thanks to the success of an initial safety trial for an implantable device that can translate the brain's electrical impulses into read readable signals. We're a step closer to being able to text or otherwise interface with our devices using just our thoughts according to a Yahoo News report. Best of all, this new brain-computer interface, BCI, brain modem, if you will, doesn't require a hole in your head. It does, however, require a hole in your chest. And that's just one factor that could slow the development of the tech to say nothing of complicating any future public rollout. Brain modems are coming, whether they'll be delivered by Elon Musk's Neuralink company or some other group. But how fast they'll be ready? How well will they work? And how many people will want them are all Big open questions. 
Last month, New York-based biotech company Synchron announced the results of a trial of its two-piece brain modem in four people with amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, ALS, a progressive neurodegenerative disease that affects the brain and spinal cord and can lead to paralysis. It was the first time the U.S. Food and Drug Administration had approved a BCI for clinical trials. It's going to give millions of patients the potential to improve their ability to interact with their environment and therefore have a higher quality of life, Jay Moko, a neurosurgeon and synchrony consultant, told the Delhi Beast. Examiners monitored four volunteers for a year looking for any negative effects from the transplant. There was no serious adverse event that resulted in disability or death, the company declared. Synchron's team published their results in the Journal of Neurointerventional Surgery. According to Synchron, the implants just weren't safe. He also worked, at least at the primary level, The devices allow participants to communicate by text and use computers to perform daily tasks, such as online shopping and banking. It may sound like science fiction, but the idea is pretty straightforward. Our brain, our brains move around information through subtle electrical impulses. Our thoughts, in other words, are electricity. And they glow in recognizable patterns. Put a sensor in the brain and it can read the pattern. Connect that sensor to a radio transmitter and you can literally beam your thoughts to a compatible device like phones connected to a phone or your computer connected to Wi-Fi. This also means that electronic information and messages can be beamed directly into your hardware called your brain electromagnetically via the air waves. This concludes the small article from today. Just wanted to pull it out because it was interesting and ties into the fact that man is merging with machines. A merging of the iron and the clay and the seed of man. Until next time, Shalom Aleikum.